Hello, everyone. It's Jim Britton here for episode four of Think, Start, Sell, or Do Now. I have a wonderful guest, kind of my first actually official guest, besides my co-host TJ, who's visiting family this weekend, not available for me again, but that's all good. I want to introduce you all to my good friend and former classmate at UNC, Chapel Hill. We did our MBA program back in 2005. He is lives in North Carolina, and I'm in South Carolina now across the border of Charlotte, but about an hour away from him, but I am visiting him right now at his, at his lake house, and I am loving his view. And today we are going to speak about real estate in North Carolina and his plans. We've already discussed a little bit, but I want to share with everybody about his, you know, thinking small or, you know, thinking big, starting small and doing now and and his future plans. And I thought he'd be a great guest to uh, share some insights into our relationship and our friendship and, and what we mean to each other. It was so good to see him and actually give a hug to somebody that wasn't related to me <laughs> in the past, uh, God, how many months now, the way the world is. So, hello, Larry. Please introduce yourself. Well, thanks so much, Jim. It's a pleasure having you up at the lake. It's been a long time coming. It's been a joy to spend a few hours before the podcast catching up and re-energizing the UNC spirit. Go Tar Heels. Very happy to say that got a lot of different experiences. Going to talk about a little bit of real estate knowledge today, but hopefully you'll have me back on again to talk about operations, supply chain management, some different things that my career has provided me. So we'll, sorry to interrupt, Larry. We'll 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 see after this. You're kind of inviting yourself for another <laughs> podcast. We'll see how this one goes, Larry. Before yeah. you can't invite yourself back well, for next well, podcast, but well, you probably will. Most likely, you'll be there. Well, thank you, but I was in marketing, and I know you got to position position yourself to future opportunities. So I'm I'm working towards that. That is true. Um, You're a smart man, Larry. <laughs> I never doubted you. But going back to our 2000. Five graduation experience, great opportunity with Carolina and learned a lot with the MBA program. Don't want to give them too much of a, of, of a promotion here, but it's a great opportunity for those looking, look, look, look to that program. Going back to the real estate situation in the North Carolina and South Carolina market, basically there's five segments of the market. There's a zero to 175K uh, housing issue. There's also a 175K to a 250K housing issue. I've owned and flipped some home opportunities for cash. You should be aware that those two segments are the key areas. There's not a lot of inventory in the market right now for new home buyers, new couples, recently married, even single people that are looking for their first home. There's really not an opportunity out there for those buyers to 
uh, and establish a, a home. So they're renting, they're staying in apartments, they're doing what they have to do, living with their family, because they can't have those opportunities. And is that because there's not enough supply or they don't have money to put down for house? Or what do you think? Um, there's a lot of different things going on now with the financial industry. So you can actually, if, if you were a military personnel, you can actually get a home with 0% down. You can do 100% financing through the VA. And I am uh, a veteran, and that's the segment that I'm going to try to foster and work with because it does mean so much to me. But um, there's FHA loans, there's different loans where you can actually come in below the 80% where you need 20% down. It really depends on your circumstances and talking to a qualified lender. That's key to just about anybody looking to buy a home is go out, talk to a qualified lender, get pre-qualified. That way, how much money you need to put down and how much money that you can afford to put into a new home. So, and I, yeah, I should have set you up better, Larry. I apologize. But how about you mentioned with your ties to the military and how, how did you get involved with real estate? Because I know your background is not real estate. You, so yeah, could you start, go back to why you're looking in real estate and why you're thinking big, starting small and selling or doing now? Could you go over that? Yeah, definitely, Jim. It's a great point. My whole corporate life has been in procurement, supply chain, marketing, operations, I was a director of a couple decent-sized firms, and just basically I took a step back. I had flipped a couple of houses, actually did the work myself, went in and did the, the upgrading, the remodeling of the homes, and was able to make some decent monetary value in, in those sales. So basically in the last year or two with everything going on, everybody kind of shutting down. I decided to get into real estate a little more proactively. Um, I'm a broker now. I can sell and, and, and move real estate. And I'll give you a plug here at the end of this. But I saw it as an opportunity to not only educate some individuals on the opportunities that they had, but also to maximize the opportunities on the properties that they had. There's a lot of different things going on with financing now with the CARES Act and some different things that you can do to actually increase the value of your home, be it selling or even going out and buying new homes or uh, property that will generate revenue for you in the future. Cool. Yeah, no, that's great. So, so you, so you want people, I mean, real estate's a great investment. I mean, I think if you pick the right place, we, I think we learned in our program, location, 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 you take good care of it, you can get returns. I mean, and that's really how you get ahead. I mean, I sold my company my brother sold me my comp, my house, sorry, not a company, my house for 212,000. I sold it 15 years later for 290. I mean, I had great equity 
and that has secured me for the future. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Jim, that's an old real estate saying, but you, you can't manufacture dirt. Dirt is dirt and property is property. Depending on location, time, structure of what's going on in, in that area, it typically always at some point in time generates cash flow or cash money to your your end wish. You very rarely lose money on dirt unless there's something that specifically happens to the area. We, we call them brown sites or chemicals are exposed and things of that nature. But that's not typical and it's something that very rarely happens. So basically, if you, you buy dirt, you're going to make money off of it at some point in time. It will fluctuate. Times go up and down with real estate. It's that simple. Right now, just in talking about that zero to 250 market, it, it's a seller's market. You can generate probably 10 to 15% higher than what you normally could generate off that sale because there's no single family homes available. Typically right now in the marketplace, just here, as Jim mentioned, I'm up here in Lake Norman off the Mooresville exit. We're getting ready to see about 3,000 new homes that are in four different developments be released to the market. So that will shrink the the demand and add to the supply. Now, that being said, all of those homes are going to be 250 to 500K homes. How many new married couples, single family, or even a, a single person moving out from their parents' home can afford a $250,000 home? Not that many. So the 250K market and below is extremely, extremely needed right now, but there's not that supply out there. So without that supply, your $120,000 fixer upper is now worth 160 because the supply is dead. That also offers to the flip it market. There's a lot of investors out there right now that are currently looking for homes under 250K. They want to buy an 80K home or a 100K home, do modest renovations, and sell it for 200K because that's where it's going to be. So is that where you're starting small? Is that the market you're getting into? Uh, you're exactly right, Jim. That's Now, granted, if somebody comes to me and asks me to list their 1.5K home in a late Norman, I'm going to list You're that You're going to home. say no, right? No? <laughs> no okay, no. okay. I'm, I'm going to list that home and I'm going to okay. be proud to do it and I'm going to market so, it. So if Jimmy Goodman or Lenny yeah. Monsoor or any uh, Steve Hollins yeah. comes with their house and... Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Any of those guys that, <laughs> that want me to list and market their property, I'll give them 100% of my attention. Oh, that's but on the scale that you're talking about, yes, start small, buy a few... 125K homes, especially in this marketplace. This marketplace really is demanding those under 200K homes, and they're not out there. So anything you can do to monopolize an 80K home or a 100K home or a 120K home with some modest renovations, and we're not talking about tearing it down and building it from scratch, 
we're talking about some modest renovations that just upgrades the home will take that to that 180k and that's an easy 20 30 40k flip for some serious investors that has the time and the willingness to put that into those homes so the marketplace do you mean I know you're talking about North Carolina, South Carolina, but are you talking marketplace in the United States, marketplace as in the economy right now? Like, where do you see the marketplace? I like the good marketplaces to be in right now. It, it really varies. Most of your brokers will be able to provide a analysis of the area that you're willing to invest in. That's kind of what we do is look at uh, the areas that we're in and what the the market value of any typical home on a per square foot basis really determines. Location, as you mentioned earlier, is always a key. So if you're on one side of the town versus having lakefront property, that's going to be very, very different in regards to what your market value will be. So you really need to look at the comparison analysis of houses sold in that region. That's always the first starting point. Look at, get a good agent, look at the MBLAs and look and see what houses are selling in that price point. And if you can find a value, a value home that is listed drastically under that normal rating, then that's where you want to look and see what the structural analysis is. Um, could be something very detrimental and you can't fix it with a slight renovation. And then you want to stay away from that. But if it's something that you can just fix with appearance, some new flooring, some new cabinetry, then that house value actually shoots up probably 20 or 30% over uh, what the comparables may be. Yeah, thanks for that overview of the marketplace. Yeah, and speaking, you just kind of hit on that. But what are like the top three things you can do to a house to help the value? Where do you what do you see the best bang for the buck? Well, the bang for the buck really comes into a couple different areas, and it's all equatable to what is in the neighborhood. I mean, people look for certain things in a certain neighborhood. My house currently doesn't have a garage. Most of the houses within my neighborhood do. So that is automatically is a, a negative for my home if I'm wanting to resell it. Now, granted, I'm in my vacation lake home. I'm never going to sell. I'm, I'm here to stay. But for somebody else, that would be very different. So what you have to do is look at value versus comparables. Maybe somebody has a large outside debt. And nobody else in that neighborhood does. So that becomes a comparable that needs to be added into the value of their home. Now, granted, going back to the garage scenario, most people prefer and want a nice two-car garage. If you're in a neighborhood where 80% or 90% have garages, what do I do? And... If, if you're doing a comparable, you just really have to subtract that value from the home you're trying to sell. If you have the garage and 
the rest of the community doesn't, then that's a value to you. And you add that value to your home price listing. So uh, it's, it's all really based on any good broker will be able to walk you through the steps and be able to provide you with the information of what makes your house less or more uh, listable in a, in a given neighborhood. But it, it really depends on the aspects of your home. You're, as an agent or as a broker, we don't sell your house. Your house sells itself. So you have to present and provide the house to the market. The, the updates and things of that nature are really not needed in, in selling a home. Some, some agents or some brokers will tell you differently, but realistically, clean your house, declutter, get things situated to where people coming into your home will have a nice experience, you know, don't want to go this route, but defumigate, clean the odors up. If you got pets, just make it suitable to where people, when they walk in, they can see their vision of what your house will be, not what your vision is currently. And a lot of agents will walk through that. Hey, we can knock down this wall. We can knock down that wall. We can add uh, different paint, color, cabinetry. A, a lot of your good agents will walk a new buyer or even a seasoned buyer through those conditions to make a home feel like something they can move into after some creative appearance changes. And that's basically what you're looking at. You you really want to look at the bones and the structure of a home, not necessarily the the appearance of a of a current home. And that so no gold toilets if nobody else has a gold <laughs> toilet, right? I've got a purple toilet in my upstairs bathroom that I've had for eight years. My wife's wanting me to get rid of it, but I, I've I've refused to do it until we. Re, because you like the purple toilet. Well, I need uh, to use that purple toilet. Uh, you didn't tell me about this purple toilet. Well, I, I want to remodel the upstairs and I've decided that I'm not doing anything until I can do a full remodel. So we still have the purplish, greenish <laughs> toilet upstairs. Nice. But, but we're getting there. Well, that's cool. Yeah, and that's what you say about the house. Like we just took care of the, we had some rotted wood outside. We took care of that. Made sure the walls were clean, painted, took care of little holes, every little things. We didn't do a lot of rework. And we heard that they, we had really nice carpet that we did years ago. But we heard they gutted it all. They put new hardwood. So like you said, like if we put in money to do all that, we would have lost all that money. So we just made it clean, presentable, like you said. And we, I mean, we listed it on Thursday. We had like 25 showings. We sold it on Sunday. And yeah, we had what five thousand dollars in earnest money, or I didn't. I don't even think it was earnest money. It was the what did they call that? Due diligence. Due diligence. We had something that was a guaranteed five grand. Due I mean, diligence. Yeah. We had a guaranteed five grand, which was crazy. My parents had sold twenty five houses. They've never heard of that ever. And my wife set up the house, decluttered it, simple. Took down pictures, just made it presentable, and so people could see their vision. So that's cool. That's that's really what people are wanting when they walk into a, a possible purchase is to see their vision. I mean, yeah. yours is there. They yeah. they know yours. They they see your vision, but they want to know their vision. 
a good broker will will tell them what's capable. Can you remove a certain wall? Like, especially if you're dealing with older homes that are more sectional and closed out, today's homes are are more open view or kitchen to dining room or kitchen to living room. So they want to know if they can remove walls. Uh, A good broker would be able to look at a wall and say, this is not load supporting. We can come in here with a sledgehammer and you can remove all these walls and open up all this space. And that's, I mean, that's the key thing is not necessarily looking, number one, you want a good price and you want to to make sure that you're getting in at at the right time. But the other thing is to, if it's a long-term establishment for your family, you want to make sure that you can move it or change it to your needs and your wants and your vision. And that's the key thing. So speaking of vision, what is your big vision? What is your thinking big, Larry? Let's um, end on that. Well, it, it's going to be a while. Um, like I said, I'm just getting started out doing some different things. I've, I've, Flipped a, a few smaller homes in my in my past. I want to do some more of that and work more basically with homeowners and getting them into their future homes, generating that real estate's much it it's more about networking and knowing your client base and having them give good positive responses to their experience with you than it is really about real estate. And I'll be honest with you with that. People deal and work with people they know and trust. And that's what it really boils down to. So that's my part now is building that network and working with different individuals that have that network, that know me and know the character that I carry along with everything that I do. But going back to just going big, I mean, I I would love to at some point in time have uh, a development of my own. We're creating the homes using my architectural architectural design and putting places in. Anybody that's been up to the Mooresville area in the last, I don't know, couple years will, will notice that all the homes are basically at the width of the setbacks. That basically means that they're putting homes on top of homes on top of homes to decrease the land that's needed to build a home and not allowing for any type of yard. I'm not a firm believer of that. I prefer homes having a half an acre lot, having room for kids and dogs and animals to to be out in the yard. So at some point in time, I'd like to generate a community that is a community, but you still have that space to en- enjoy life, enjoy your friends, family, and animals, and not necessarily uh, be on top of each other like the crowded conditions that we're seeing today here in, in, in this community. And what's the name of this community? Is it going to be Cook- <laughs> Cookville or Tar Heelville? What's the name of this community? Uh, 
Uh, or Larry, have, Larry and Jimville. Uh, what is this called? It depends on how much you invest. You know? Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> oh, do I need to bring my checkbook? I didn't know I needed to do yeah, that. Yeah, Good you thing might. I've got some Bitcoin. Yeah. We could do some Bitcoin or some uh, Venmo or PayPal. You, you might, you need, you might need to bring your your checkbook, Jim. But um, <laughs> okay. But for naming rights only, if you okay. want to buy, then we can set you up and maybe have a little boat ramp out there and some rental boats, and you can go out and enjoy the lake whenever you oh, whenever that's you awfully want. Nice but um, I appreciate that. Uh, getting there, but as far as naming, uh, you can probably bet it's gonna have a Tar Heel flavor. Oh, I like that. I like that. And my new company. <laughs> Got a Tar Heel flavor too. We'll, I'll share that later in another podcast. But thanks, Larry, for joining me. It's good to see you. It's been too long. I think, God, well, how long has it been? Five, six years? At maybe? least. Yeah. And it's been a pleasure having you up here at the lake, Jim. Thanks for coming and thanks for giving me this opportunity to, to have a little bit of a conversation. Yeah. And and you passed the test, Larry. I, I will add you. I will book you on my 10th episode. Is that good? You you got four and 10, 10, four, 10, four. I'm good for, I'm, ten good, four. I'm good for number 10, 10, four. Thanks, Larry. Have a good day, everybody. Have a good one. Hope everybody's safe and healthy. Once again, think, start, sell, or do now. Think big, start small, sell, or do now. Peace, everybody.